This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. So, we've pulled ourselves together. We've done it. We have Well, no, just... Nadia's slapped me around the face. She's punched me in the we've... stomach and we've just got a grip. And we've done it. We've talked about the positives well, that have gone on. That's what's coming up. Yeah, about about being a parent in yeah. the coronavirus. Yeah, you actually might hear a smile on our face and <laughs> a suggestion of how things could get better. And lovely comments from you guys as well and the positives of, yeah. uh, the positives of being a parent in yeah. the COVID-19 crisis. I'm even wearing a T-shirt right now saying coronavirus is the way forward. <laughs> so there you go. So we were pretty downbeat, weren't we, last week? Last week, yes, we went dark. We all went dark together, we? Didn't went as we, dark listener? as we could go. We went yeah. to the dark side, we went to the heart of the matter, we went into the heart of darkness, all those words that take you deeply into dark places. We did it. Yeah, maybe maybe we want to be a bit positive, a bit more positive this week. And we we've actually put a call out on our Instagram to uh to get some feedback from some of the from some of our followers on what are the positives that may have come out of this. Well, horror think, story. Yeah, let's not let's not be about the bush. It's a horror story. But I thought it might be quite good if we first just checked in with each other hmm. on what. How have you felt as a parent this week? What um, have been your highs and lows? I felt huge layers of guilt hmm. around the idea that the girls have really been. We've kind of taken a, a hand off the tiller even more than we normally do, really, insofar as it's Easter for the majority of people. We're in a pandemic. We can't go out. They can't see their friends. And so the feeling, more than ever, if I'm honest, of sort of making them do stuff or making them <clears throat> get on with stuff feels facile, feels utterly facile. And I don't. And that's not a negative. This could, could end up being one of the positives in a weird way. Um, so I do feel kind of guilty because I feel like I have to keep checking, you know, whether we need to do some homework, whether we need to give them more focus, whether we need to kind of get them, you know, I don't know, motivated. And then it's very hard because everything about society now at the moment is screaming out. Um, all all bets are off on all the old rules and all the old systems and all the old kind of even yardsticks of measurement for success and failure as a parent have kind of gone out the window. It's all kind of irrelevant and we're all kind of just surviving. Mm. And I feel that in that surviving, there are huge positives, actually. I think there's some massive, um, massively, you know, enjoyable, constructive, um, rewarding experiences to be had. And yet, you asked me how I've been in the last week. I don't really feel like I've seen the girls, mm. if I'm honest. Uh, and, and, and that's because we've kind of allowed them. Kiki's been talking to her friends a lot. Uh, Maddie has been doing lots of live musical gigs. Do check her out on her Instagram, Maddie Maddie, with two E's on the second Maddie. Um, you know, she's been doing lots and lots of gigs. And in a weird way, I've just, it's been one of those situations of, I mean, I'm a director by trade. And I think one of the greatest ways to direct sometimes is not by telling people what to do, but by precisely knowing when not to tell people what to do and allow them to blossom. 
And I think in a strange way, I've seen with both the girls, Kiki is in a brilliant social place with her friends. Mm. And Maddie's in a brilliant creative place with her music. Um, and they're both sort of doubling down on those. And that's not to say that they're not having their own struggles and that they would much rather see the, their friends and be able to perform live gigs. So I've been going through this kind of bungee jump, sort of bungee cord, sort of yanking of, oh, I feel guilty. Oh, I feel, oh, but actually I feel quite blessed because I, I feel in, in many regards they seem to be, there seems to be strangely an equilibrium to, to, to the two of them that I'm quite surprised by albeit that it's couched within this idea that we'd all really like to be able to get out and do normal stuff. Mm. I don't know if that kind of answers. Yeah, I think, um, well, we have totally taken our foot off. They've been sleeping till 12, 1 o'clock. Mm. Um, and that's, that's my because... stomach, guys. <laughs> I apologise. Um, and that's because it's Easter, so mm -hmm. they're having the Easter week off. So, you know, and I think maybe that's the case for a lot of listeners. You know, you, a lot of people would have been away on holiday. Mm. I mean, I've been feeling very guilty because actually it's suited me quite well to let them sleep really late because we've been getting on with stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've and been busier I've, than ever. Yeah, and I felt really guilty about them not being out in the sunshine. Kiki is so pale that I'm actually with dark circles under her eyes. I'm starting to worry she might get taken away. Right. Um, so I really worry about that. And then I think, oh, for God's sake, what does it matter? And then I think, oh, my God, I mean, what does any of it matter? Mm. And this is my kind of pattern of thinking through the day as a parent, on and off, on and off. Part of me says, I mean, next, Maddie, Kiki knows on Monday we go back to doing, you know, maths, English, science, getting her ready for school next September. But um, I'm kind of dreading that a little bit because... It does feel so pointless. So much about life feels pointless, doesn't it? But I mean, I'm going to do it and I'm going to knuckle down and we'll get it done. But it feels very odd. But I feel like you're already beating yourself up with what's to come and what hasn't been. Are you not feeling anything positive about how No, no, now been? I'm going to move into positive. Oh. Um, the so that's where I've been, so I've been oscillating between that and feeling guilty about them not being up to then going, actually, we've had some really, really lovely times. Now, this isn't new for us because we're homeschoolers. So we do spend a lot of time with our kids. We often have lunch with our kids. We often, mm. So we've had some really nice, and it's been a break for us. We go and sit in the garden. We have our lunch together. And um, it's really nice. I've got, they've got a dark sense of humour and I really enjoy that. And I've really, last week, because um, they're very close anyway, but in recent, in the last year, Maddie has been in a really amazing friendship group and she's very, very focused on her mm. friends. And so Kiki and I haven't spent as much time together. And they're hanging out. Like I've Maddie spent the last two days in Maddie Kiki's mm. room on mm. her bed. Now, yeah. that hasn't happened for yeah. a year, I would think. And then, you know, often after lunch, after we've had our sandwiches, we take the sofa out into the garden and they just lie on top of each other. Mm. It's like a pair of for cubs, aren't they? Tiger cubs. Ages. Mm. And I, I took a whole load of photos without them knowing and I showed them to them and Maddie was like, oh, my God, I'm looking at Kiki like she's the love of my life. Because <laughs> she was like on top of her. Well, I suppose at the moment, they're, you're the only love you've got. So it's like everything with this pandemic. So I was watching them from the kitchen for quite a long while, just like being playful little cubs and talking and laughing, 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 showing each other everything on their phones. Mm. And and then as is my way, I then get this crushing guilt again because I look at them and I think, 
we've got a garden. They've got each other. Mm. What about the only child? Mm. What about the person without a garden? What about the single parent that can't share the worries and the fears? And and so it's. I find it quite hard as a parent to be able to sit with my sadness that is valid. It's okay. That's my stomach now. It's okay for me to feel sad about the things that they're missing out mm. on. But I do also feel... You know, I I talked about this on Loose Women the other day. I do have this survivor's guilt where I feel like I've got so much, mm. so much compared to so many mm. that I do swing back and forth from that. So that's been kind of like inside our heads a bit as parents this week. If, what were the different thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think although I've been very depressed, worried, fearful, concerned about all the things just listen to the last two chats that we've done in this series um to hear how and in what ways and whilst my prognosis on things is is generally one that looks at kind of the oh my god how's that going to work oh my god how's that going to work there's a huge huge part of me and i actually talked about this we vlog a lot on our youtube channel and i talked about this in yesterday's uh, vlog um that actually Whilst I have the short-term concerns for our kids and as parents uh, with the crisis as it's running, I have longer-term concerns because for me, and I don't, I'd be really fascinated to know if this is the case for anyone else, it's thrown an enormous magnifying glass over so many ways in which we live our lives that I think are totally, totally incorrect, um, insufficient, lacking in heart, meaning, substance, and 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 it's thrown a spotlight over how we are compulsively driven to consume and drive and consume and drive, and we feel that we have an entitlement to so much that it's and often to do that with children as well. Oh, I mean, absolutely. some of those tiger mummies, wow! Oh, you're yeah. driving kids into the ground. Yeah, Don't do we wonder, it. <laughs> if we're wondering why kids are going through a mental health crisis as a generation, it's not just because the system's pushing yeah. them, but we as parents yeah. sign ourselves up to that, and we equally push them even though it's benevolently and even though it's benignly done and often, you know, we're signing up to and we're often, I have to confess, we've been there ourselves. We're deferring to the expertise of the authorities. We're deferring to the expertise of schools and mm. educators. You know, we all, and it's interesting. I, I, I suppose my hope that comes out of all of this is that we'll all just question how efficient well, question authority. how much we question. Well, question, we don't question no, but enough. also question how efficient those points yeah. of authority are. Yeah, I mean, you only it. have to look at the government coming out every bloody day, not knowing what the hell they're talking about, saying nothing of any particular use, not being able to deliver on any of the things. Now, if that was a child of ours misbehaving, not delivering its homework, we'd be down on them like a ton of bricks. This is the government. And so I just hope, I don't want civil unrest and revolution, but I do think this is a time for us all to take stock. And I think in a weird way for our children, and as a parent, bringing it back to the positives. Whilst there is the short term, and I get what you're saying, there is the pain and the agony of seeing Maddie, you know, in a new relationship with her friendship group. Good God, I do apologise for my stomach. Um, you know, and she's struggling with that absence. We also know that however it does come back together, it is going to come back together. Yeah. And we also do know that when it does come back together, it's going to be great for her. So we yeah. know that. That is as given 
as the fact that eventually one day we're all going to die. So if we could just choose to look at that, we know that at some point she's going to have parties from heaven, you know, to, to die for, no pun intended. Um, she's going to have get-togethers. She's going to have everything she's ever wanted. But, of course, it's very hard for a t- teenager to see yeah. that. <clears throat> I think I think I want to pick up on something that you said earlier. You feel bad about getting them to do anything. And I think we have been very, very, very nice with them. It's like we haven't asked them to do it. They clear up the kitchen once a day and that's kind of it. They moan about that a bit too much. And they moan about that a bit too much. Well, no, actually, Kiki doesn't. Well, Maddie doesn't, which is a bit slow. But um, but I think next week, just gently, I'm going to get into just getting them to do a bit more. For instance, exercise and i'm sure a lot of you worry about this with your teenagers kiki's very focused we've got one kid that's very focused that gets up and does exercise the other day and we have got one other child who doesn't do anything exercise anything exercise wise Mm. and and i said to her how are your friends doing with their exercise oh none of them are doing anything Oh, I think we have and a bit of a crisis be, there. And that is something as parents we really have to step up to the plate with because mm. the anxiety, the overeating, the depression, all of those things, the irritability, the anger that they'll pour at us will all be worse without that exercise. And I'm I'm dreading it because I know it's because I've been asking her nicely, asking her nicely, asking her nicely, and it's going to have to get to the point. First thing I thought of this morning, oh, my God, I'm going to have to say to her, I've asked you, because every day you've heard me, so what are you going to do in the exercise? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. So what, what are you thinking of doing? I've sent her, I've DM'd her on Instagram, various well, we'll different, go for a run. different types that I think that she would like. I'm doing couch to 5K. Mm. Do you want to do it? And now it's getting to the point. And she knows it's coming. That's the weird thing. She said this to me before about other stuff. She goes, I know I push it and I push it and push it. And I know it's going to get a Mm. problem, but I push it until it becomes a problem. And so I'm going to try one last time today. And I'm going to say, Maddie, today's the last day that I'm going to say and give you the autonomy Mm. and ask you what you're going to do. And then from tomorrow, I'm going to be like, right, Here's this, get it done, no answer, da 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 da, so, and it's so, going to be. So yeah. that doesn't sound like the positives, though. So, in, in terms of, I hear what you're saying. It, one well, has think, to keep one, 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 one has to, one has to constantly keep a mind's eye on the fact that there has to be some structure we're not in a radical unschooling scenario here we're in no. a okay we're in a we're in a, a we're in, a, in an emergency a collective global emergency we're trying to navigate our ways through it i think there's great comfort i'm looking looking at the positive there's huge comfort in knowing that this isn't actually just happening to us in england this no, isn't exactly. just happening that's to us what, in europe yeah this isn't just happening to an age group because i think that's yeah. important it's not just happening to a particular group of people it's happening to everyone and i think in that collectivity there's also a sense of okay well you know because teenagers and being teenagers and being parents of teenagers we know that a lot of teenagers feel most things are only happening to them you know oh this is bad for yeah. me this oh is this is my so you, know, great. you know and in a sense they can see that we're all making sacrifices it's a real leveler yeah it's it really a is. real leveler everyone has got back to like square one and mind you saying that some of our well, no, I better not say that. <laughs> what? What are you going to say? I'm intrigued. <laughs> well, some people that some of our children know are still going out and hooking up with their friends. And it's quite interesting oh. hearing our children like... Their judgment. Be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to read out some of the wonderful comments but before that we've you, before had. You do we that, can spin more But before you do that, I just wanted to talk on, on, on almost very simple, practical terms. 
what I've really enjoyed and what we haven't done for many, many months, and mm. this is this, the pandemic has given us this. We've watched an entire TV documentary series with the girls called The Tiger King. I mean, you know, the busyness of everyday family life disallows that consistency to be able to do that. You know, so that's been great. I've played really nice going to them. Should we watch another one? Yeah. And then another one. We had a Disney day where we watched movies. We haven't watched ours yet, but we watched the girls. I played PS4 with the girls and shat myself with fear as we all tried to get through Resident Evil 3. I mean, these I'm having the time of my life. I'm having an absolute treat because I feel like, because I'm an eternal teenager, I've got teenage friends because they're around for those moments at the fringes where we can just be silly. Equivalently, as you've just described, you know, we can sit on a sofa in the garden, they can eat your lovely food, we can watch them just puppy fight away, and we're in the garden listening to the birds of a garden that I'm trying to get to, to, to be lovely to be in. So... You know, there are all those kind of practical, practical elements. But, I but really... those are very, but those aren't just, oh, there's those. No, practical. no. Those are hugely important. Mm. How many of us say, oh, God, I wish I had more time with the kids. Oh, God, I just don't feel like I know my teenager anymore. Mm. And now there's time to do that. I mean, a friend of mine, I was Zoom, I was FaceTiming her the other day, and she suddenly looked over to her out to her garden and she started to cry I was like, oh my god what 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 she said, my two boys are playing together I cannot she said that is years yeah. years because they argue all the time mm. she said she was so panicked about um lockdown and she kept saying it's really weird we're all getting on really well I said it's not weird mm. we don't realize how stressed our children are deadlines and early mornings mm. and we put them how many of our children are actually having a childhood mm. i mean i certainly don't remember anything like the pressure no. that kid, not our kids because our kids are homeschooled but the pressure that i hear about mm. is just I, something about it just doesn't feel right and it never has as a parent and, and a lot of people have actually messaged us and said that they're thinking of continuing with homeschooling because they realize how much their life is it's being dictated to you, like you were saying earlier, without really questioning it. Yes, this yeah, yeah, is yeah. the only way we can do yeah, life. Yeah. This is the only way you can succeed. Yeah. We've now, people are having to backpedal and tell their kids, well, actually, it's not the only way to succeed to get your grade A star GCSEs. Mm, we're going to have to think of well, another I'd go way. Than, I'd, I'd go so far as to say, I know the government needs to get things back because of the economy and we mm. all have to be earning money. But I think there's a more, I do think there's a more sinister element to the need to get us all back on the treadmill because if you allow people too much my, my sort of analogy is too much oxygen mm. around the brain to allow a bit of kind of questioning and a bit of thought if that questioning and thought develops for too long you're going to have people and families the length of the nation questioning the very very tenets of society, those mm. those sort of cornerstones mm. of certainly education and and welfare and so and socialising and and consumption and how much we eat and how much we buy and how much we do are. Do we really need to do buy? Do we need exactly? Do we need the choice of fifty different yeah, things? Yeah, the voracious appetite to travel around the world and all that sort of stuff. So I just hope that this, you know, in a weird way, I feel almost more fearful philosophically of our return to normal life. Once we've been kind of spoiled with this this life. 
Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. I really want to read out some of these comments because these are all so positive. And though we tried to be positive, we were negative within our positivity. I'm feeling um, really bloody positive, actually, today. I feel like it's all brilliant. I just don't think we should ever return to normal life. Thank you so much for commenting, guys. It really means a lot to us. And mm. there's loads of you that have done it. So uh, Sunshine Zoe says, more time with your kids to do the stuff you've always wanted to do. Absolutely. And I know there's been a lot of joking PS4. online about, oh, I've got my kids all day and I've got... I can start, I'm can starting to see that quietened down mm. a bit mm. because people just are in this vibe that, oh, my God, can you imagine being with your kids all day? And people are starting to quieten it. Things are starting to shift. And I think for a lot of people, actually, hmm, this is actually an opportunity here mm. to, to get a deeper, to get to a deeper I've got, level. I've got a really strong prediction. I know people keep talking about the mental health pressure of us all being in isolation and, and lockdown. And, and, and for many, many people, this is an incredibly challenging time. I mm. suffer from mental health problems. It's a challenge to me on very many different levels. It's, but it's also a challenge to everyone's mental mm. health. But I have a prediction that when we return to so-called normal living with all the normal deadlines, agendas, timekeeping, lifestyle. So I think we're going to have more mental health crises when we return yeah. and we face what it was we had a breath away from. Because yeah. I think people will even forget. Okay, so people are. I mean, tight. that's people depending very much on the circumstances. Absolutely, that people, people are tight for people are tight for money because we're all tight for money because no one's actually strictly speaking earning, and there are people falling through the holes. But there's also not an enormous amount we can spend money on bar yeah. rent, and there's been Food. you know options to for people not to be evicted. There are mortgage holidays, and I'm not saying these solve it for everyone, but if you combine the two things, where we are not being asked to spend too much. Mm. And we are not being forced to feel like we have to invest in the system too much. I think we're going to have a weird boomerang-like effect in about 18 months' time where there's going to be a, an increase in mental health crises and anxiety and all that. And I think we really need to be keeping our eye on that. I think that's why you have to be careful with, yeah, kids just being plunged back into school. Yeah, and maybe that's, that's some of the agree. thinking around reopening before May. Yeah. Though I thought, why are they doing that? Maybe there is the reason for that is that yeah. they're worried that if they suddenly plunge back into the formality of school, it will be too much. Yeah, Let me just read maybe. a few more. Um, I like like this from Sleep Deprived Potato. I love this. Maybe I shouldn't be <laughs> reading people's names. names out. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I won't read any more names out. Time for the kids to decompress outside of anxiety, of the moments of anxiety. And that's what I'm hearing from a lot of my friends. Actually, Absolutely. they thought it was going to be a nightmare. And, you know, the longer it goes on, and of course, different age groups are going to be, be dealing with this so differently. I'm expecting Maddie to have some very, very low times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, we're, we, and we, you know, every day we check in with the kids. We say, you know, where are you? One to ten, where are you? One to ten, where are you? Ten being the worst thing ever. But it is she very... always says, excluding the deathly virus outside the front door. <laughs> yeah, yeah apart from that. But it is hard, isn't it? It is hard to know because, of course, that's why I'm sort of 
stepping back from stipulating. I mean, it was interesting yesterday, and it's good to share these moments because I think these are real moments for parents. Like when you were asking them to, do, to to really pull their finger out in the kitchen, you were absolutely right to say what you were doing. And and I was wincing because I was there's a part of me that kind of feels sometimes and 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 this is this is where it's really hard to get them to, to get the to pitch it correctly as a parent that you're thinking god we're in such a unique situation they're they're, they're missing out on so much they're lo- losing so many things that sometimes to even just ask the basic requirements of them can feel like a step too far because you're thinking well could this be the thing that tips them over to feeling just bleak and like, oh, fucking hell, the last thing I want to do is just, all I'm ever doing is cleaning the kitchen and I'm not seeing my... And they know it's not our fault, but because teenagers are programmed to think the world revolves around them, that, you know, so I find it hard. And I thought, you know, full respect to you yesterday for actually pushing them because... Because I just couldn't do that. I just can't do that. And I, yeah, I but felt... you, it's because you were a kid, and it's because we've talked in our very early. No, podcasts no, 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 no. I know, but I'm also being quite. But you're honest. always the nice. Yeah, guy. no, but I'm also being quite honest about the fact that there are requirements to, you know, looking after yourself and contributing to the house is also mm, about making is about the mental welfare of us mm. all in the house. Exactly, and you know, if I'm cooking three meals a day yeah. and I'm not getting any help when I'm working all day, and then you're just sitting around, it's just not good. It's not good for their soul. Interestingly, even children in hospital. Because I, I used to do um, a, a show in a hospital for the BBC, and I used to go to the you know the wars with kids with leukemia and all of this, mm. and they were in there for months time, and they were very very specific about children should still have to do those things that they mm. have to do mm. and to have discipline because otherwise what you can get is just a very spoiled child at the end of their illness. Absolutely. And I think we've had that period of adjustment. That's why I'm giving mm. you another day about the exercise, and then I'm yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. like, Well, on. it's also like around. It's also around, but you know, personal hygiene and body care and all that kind of stuff it's fine to be in your pjs for a couple of days i don't personally sign up to get your kids into school uniform and sit them at the table and make it feel like you're living life normally but i do think you know put something smart on have a wash get do you know what i mean i think there is a danger especially with boys i mean boys playing ps4 i mean the temptation i had the other day when we weren't working because we haven't seemed seemed to have stopped working i just wanted to sit in here and watch spider-man and (laughs) And I began to have visions of, oh, my God, no, if I play Spider-Man on the PS4, I could end up one of those teenage boys that never leaves this room. And I thought, that sounds really nice. Oh, I think you should do that it. That sounds really nice. OK, I'm going to read a few of these out now. So, um, me and my partner being able to do fun things and play because we have this extra time. You see, we don't get to play, do we, enough no. with our kids? So I love these. Uh, oh, another one. I realise I've realised how kind my kids are, even though they're struggling. Aww. It's being able to see them, yeah. isn't it? I know a lot of people feel that everything is kind of governed by that school timetable. You know, up at six, you know, out, and then they come back and they're tired, and then there's lots of homework, and then Sunday about midday, the homework homework starts again. Mm. And and to be able to just look at your children and just to be able to really look at them mm. and just spend time. Mm. You know, having a real conversation for a long time. I've had some really good conversations with the girls, that's for sure. I love the fact that we all danced around the kitchen Dancing, to be with us. yeah. Eating every meal together around the table. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how often do people get to do that? Um, inside, while I go shopping, their resilience astounds me. I've learnt to trust in them. These are comments, by the way. These are all comments. Oh, that makes me want to cry. I've learnt to trust in them. Wow. And I think that's a massive thing, isn't it? Because we've probably all gone, oh, they're going to do this. It's going to be like this. Mm. They've shown incredible resilience. I've said to Maddie many times, come on, 
just show them how you're not the snowflake generation. Yeah, yeah. Because you get a lot of knocks about being the snowflake generation. I just wanted us to just, because I thought we could have a bit of a chat off the back of this one. She's asked to stay anonymous. I'm analysing why I smother them sometimes. Mm. Can be a coping mechanism. She's analysing why she smothers them. So that's a really big one, isn't it? That we can, because... Because not only have they had to slow down and stop, but we've had to slow down and stop. When you slow down and stop, sometimes that can be really scary because questions can come up. I mean, we're the kind of parents that question ourselves a lot of the time. Mm. And, and a lot of my friends say, why are you always questioning what kind of... Mm. I never think what kind of parent I am. I'm just doing it. God, I wish... And how, maybe, how, do they, how, yeah. how can they be that? Oh, hang on a minute. I have to just pause for a second. Are there really parents who just say that? Oh my god! I mean, lucky I, them. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I literally. But that can be must good. Be, well, no, there must be huge relief in being able to feel that. I mean, I feel like it's been a monkey on my but back do, all my life. But I do think also, if you're, if I think there will be a bit of a crisis going on from some people because maybe sometimes people have just been doing that because they're busy. Right. You know, and so yeah. maybe with a well, bit more fearful. time and fearful. And I think it's a really important thing. Yes, you can we can smother our children and over overcompensate mm. with them and everything now because we are trying to cope with our own, you know, mm. um messed up mind and messed up schedule and yeah. So we can overprotect. Going into overprotection, God. Mm. But maybe some people that were overprotective of learning to let go a bit. Um Oh, I love this. That 99% of the time, we all love each other's company. Oh. And I don't think she felt that that would be the case. Well, that's because we're I all spending this. so much bloody time with each other. I think once you get... I think I think most families, most kids of their parents, most parents of their kids, have what they call headline grabs. And I've mm. always fought these. I've always hated it when extended family members on both sides of the family say, oh, she's the one that's uh, 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 uh. And, oh, she's the one that's uh, mm. uh, 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 Oh, you know, she's far more. I feel those, that, you know, parents or extended families that say of teenagers and kids, oh, no, she's the academic one or she's the vocational one or she's the... Utter. It drives me mad because it, all it serves to do is just pigeonhole them, pressurise them. They don't feel that they can be anything other than that. And I think you've got a lot of scope for success and failure. And I think what this lockdown and enforcement of time with family members allows you to see is that no one in that family is one line. No one, dad isn't just that one thing. I mean, Maddie, for example, there was this is a positive and it comes out of a negative. I had a really bad day about a week ago where I really unexpectedly broke down about something to do with my personal life. And... Maddie was there and I wouldn't normally have allowed that to have happened and you were there and it was a very sensitive and a very tender moment of extreme love and I saw Maddie listening to something I was saying and I could see that a penny was dropping in her about something else and so she'd seen and heard something that under normal circumstances she would never have the opportunity, the time or the space to be able to think about and I thought that was a really positive. There are many times and many occasions for us all to, yeah, we can all find each other irritating and yes, we're all going to struggle with it but there are many times for us all to go, ah, you know, my daughter is far more than just what I think she is, or mm. my son is far more the than just the PS. Yeah, absolutely. Take the labels off that absolutely. are easy to just stick on. Yeah. My daughter has suffered less anxiety with not leaving the house. Now, this is a real positive, isn't it? But it's, it's a positive also, that could become a negative. Yeah, but it's yeah. also, I'm sure, 
um, yeah, we worry about that. But what I would say is you can build on that. You know, as a parent, you have a now, you could build on that. She's got time to calm down, which is what we did with Kiki when we took her out of school, mm. to bring down that anxiety, grow some real, um, like, maybe get that toolbox together of how to deal with anxiety for when she goes back into the world. And she'll start to miss it. That's mm. the other thing. And you can have really big, com deep conversations about it. Mm. Um, so I think that's a positive that's probably being a parent's got, got some worries going as well. Well, there are worries around it. I mean, I've noticed that's why, in a weird way, I know Kiki gets up a bit later now, but she also goes to bed later. But in those later hours that she's going to bed, she is having a full-on, entertaining, brilliant, fully involved social gathering on mm. various platforms and social media. All I hear is hysteria. She comes down. She seems focused. She seems you know, in possession of sort of confidence. She seems... Kiki. Yeah, yeah, she feels plugged in. And she, the fact I'm, she has her bath I, every day. I know, and I'm watching this woman up. who looks like a semi-professional woman <laughs> no, about town. <laughs> and I'm sort of this imp in shorts, kind of ferreting around in the fridge for stuff. And then this glamorous woman who's 12, let me remind you, swans in, looking gorgeous. Oh, yes, Dad, have you seen that there's a new documentary on Netflix about... <laughs> No. Why haven't you watched it? Are we going to watch it? I'm trying to find time. Um, do you fancy playing PS4? Yeah, I'll come and play with you later. I'm not, I'm not going to play with her. You know, and so, you know, why intercept that? There's, you know, it's, it's again, it goes back to that thing of directing. Directing by stealth and letting go and just allowing this to happen because... It's beautiful. I mean, equivalently, you know, we've seen Maddie going off and, and, and having her own gigs, doing her own gigs. And, mm. you know, in a sense, in a sense, that entrepreneurial thing that we've been frustrated about, will the girls understand how they can harness technology with their creativity? She's doing that. You know, she's going in there. She's talking to people. And when I watched her, when we both watched her on a live recently doing a, a, a one hour gig, pride doesn't even come close to what it's not even about how great a singer she is. And she's brilliant. But the feeling in me of us having, I thought, you know what, and this is a positive, I'm going to allow myself the comfort and the satisfaction of thinking we've done right. We've done right. We very rarely have these moments, do we? Very rarely. But we very really rarely. did. We thought she's got herself together. Because we were giving a lot of advice in the first few weeks of lockdown. And this is a good one, guys. Teenagers have this way of making you feel like they haven't heard a single yeah. word you've said. Like everything that's school. Like nothing. She hasn't responded to a single word that we've said, no. you know, because all her gigs were cancelled and stuff, you know. And we were saying, you know, harness this time. You've got yeah. a captive audience, be an entrepreneur, go on there, galvanize young people, you know, speak to them about social, speak from your heart, you know, sing, do all of it. And <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And then the other night, out of the bloody blue, she's just doing it. Mm. And and I and I think you know a lot of those messages are are from people saying, "I didn't realise their resilience. Mm. I didn't realise. I didn't know I could trust them." You can get so used to telling your kids what to do and kids being told what to do that they can forget yeah. that actually they've got their own initiative. And this oh, yeah. is a time to for initiative to blossom. And it's also we've talked about it on, in other circumstances contexts but it's also a time in terms of not that we give advice but some advice i would suggest is that regardless okay maddie goes off and performs kiki goes off and does art your son you might be sitting there or listening to this going well none of my kids do anything like that they just sit and play ps4 can i just tell you now from experience it's bloody hard playing these <laughs> ps4 games it requires an inordinate and i mean it 
an inordinate amount of skill. And so sometimes, even in what seemed to be the most sort of, I don't know, what's the word? You know, you're a bit of a sort of, you know, the slouch potato, just kicking back. What seems couch like a passive... <laughs> slouch potato, couch potato. What seems like a sort of passive pursuit. Take the time, because we can take the time, to sit alongside your kid and watch it and try and do it. And I promise you, you will struggle. The mental acrobatics they're going through to achieve some of the stuff they're doing and some of the things that, okay, it's not academic, it's purely enjoyable, but just engage with them on it because you'll probably find that your son or your daughter is incredibly skilled at what it is they're playing. And I think, you know, if they are overplaying, you know, make something, make it, give them something nice to come away from it. So, you know... They love a toasted cheese and ham, whatever. You know, let's, let's, okay, like at half 12, I'm going to give you a knock because I'm going to make some really nice cheese and Mm. ham toasties. Let's sit together and have a bit of a chat. Yeah. Make the breaks something that are nice, not like, wait, get off that. (laughs) Just get off that, which is the way I used to be with them when they were little. Because actually, that creates more disharmony Mm. in the house. Mm. So I think, yeah, you know, being, yeah, look, I think if you always knock the things that they love, they will never come to you to talk to you about them. Absolutely right. Like, you know, some of the music that I hated of Maddie's, I would I would never say, oh, I hate it. I'd say, well, yeah. it's not quite me. But And some of the stuff, she's pulled me around. Now, I, I now like Kanye West because yeah. I kept on listening to yeah. it and I listened to the lyrics. Yeah. Some of them I couldn't understand. I looked them up and I'd look at them. And a lot of their music I now love yeah. because I made myself well, uh, listen to it and they were right. Well, it was think, really good. And I think a lot of problems between parents and their kids comes from inflexibility and outlook. And I think we all like to, as parents suggest, I've even mentioned it in this chat, that teenagers think that the world, well, the world does revolve around teenagers. That's almost almost a (laughs) medical, I mean, it's a medical fact almost. But we always kind of knock them for saying they're inflexible and they only want to do things their way and all that kind of stuff. But actually, can I just say, I think parents are far worse at being inflexible. And you've made a good point. You didn't like certain music they listened to. And it's easy to just hang there and go, and I'm sure as parents, we all do it. No, 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 it's not my cup of tea. Or our heart sinks when we think, oh, we've got to listen to another 10 bloody rapping tunes. You know, but what I would say is you actually need to be a bit more rigorous of that. Just actually stop. And yeah, and now we listen. can. In this time, actually we can. Actually listen. If you actually stop, it's like the other day when we handed over, it was hard for us, turned off our phones, double Disney, mm. just sit and watch double Disney. They love you again. for it. Absolutely. They love you for but it. Going back to the, ju- just as we kind of approach the end, other positives. Now, just before this crisis happened, just before this crisis happened, we had another crisis that we've all quickly forgotten about, which was the end of the planet. We had Extinction Rebellion. We had roads mm. closing down. It was actually, ironically, the closest we came to a sense of things being stopped when mm. all the bridges in London were whatever. And the teenagers, the kids were incredibly worried and frightened Just about so the state of the planet. Mm. Now, I genuinely think that this coronavirus is going to make us stop at, you know, voracious appetite and consumption of the planet. And I think, again, you can easily harness that positivity with your kids. We talk to the kids a lot about yeah. that. We say, the oh world my God, is have breathing. you seen the article about the, the ozone layer close, closing? Have you seen about, da, da, da? have you seen that the emissions are yeah. down? And it does, because they were feeling pretty hopeless mm. about that beforehand. So, yeah. Good and bad there, but that's that's the way. And Absolutely. I thank you so much for your comments. Lots of lovely, yeah, like really heartwarming thoughts there for us to all take away. So, yeah, so I'm feeling really positive yeah. about it, actually. In fact, I don't want life day. to return to normal. I really don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. <laughs>
we do the beanie bit? So we've pulled ourselves together. We've done it. We have Well, no, just... Nadia's slapped me around the face. <laughs> She's punched me in the we've... stomach and we've just got a grip. And we've done it. We've talked about the positives well, that have gone on. That's what's coming up. Yeah, about about being a parent in the yeah. coronavirus. Yeah, you actually might hear a smile on our face and <laughs> a suggestion of how things could get better. And lovely comments from you guys as well and the positives of yeah. uh, the positives of being a parent in yeah. the COVID-19 crisis. I'm even wearing a t-shirt right now saying coronavirus is the way forward. <laughs> so there you go. That's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>